Hello, and welcome to Greater Faith. You're listening to Time to Shine, a message from Brother Jerry Burton. We hope that today's message blesses and encourages you as you go through your day. I have a scripture that's not a part of what I'm going to be talking about tonight. Well, it kind of is, but it's found in 23rd, the 23rd Psalms, and it's found in verse 6. And it says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Think about that today. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. See, he made this personal today. He didn't say he was going to follow the pastor. Wasn't going to follow the song leader. Wasn't going to follow the Sunday school teacher. Going to follow me. Amen. Going to follow you tonight if you take it personal today. Amen. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Hallelujah. Even through the hard times, even through the troubles and trials, you can still have mercy today. Amen. You can still have goodness from God. Hallelujah. You may be going through some things today that, that's got your world rattled and turned upside down, but I'm here to encourage you, to let you know God is still with you today. Hallelujah. And you can still, hallelujah, have an overcoming time through God today. Amen. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. It's not just a one-time deal when you come and darken these doors. This is a building that we come to congregate together, to be in one mind and one accord. But this isn't where we're going to spend eternity. Hey, there's a home prepared on the other side for the believer today. Hallelujah. For the saved, for the born again. Hallelujah. This is not in vain today. No matter what you might feel like, aren't you glad that it's more than a feeling today? Glory to God. There's times when we go through things and we don't feel like it. And there's times we come here, we don't feel like being here. There's times we don't feel like worshiping. We don't feel like socializing we just want to be left alone a lot of times but i got thinking hey i've worked all my life and there's been a lot of there's been 90 percent of the time i've been at work and i didn't want to be there amen right. oh i must be the only one there's been times where i went there and i didn't feel like being there I didn't feel like associating with people didn't want to be there but i was there right. and i tell you what i got rewarded for being there God will reward you. It's more than just what you feel. It's, it's, <laughs> we get all hung up in emotions, and, and we should. We should have emotions. We should be able to shout and cry and dance around, but don't feel, don't take it if you don't feel it. Right. Act on what God is telling us to do. Follow through the commandments. Amen. The good outweighs the bad every time. Amen. If you think you're having trials and troubles and you're in the molly grubs, start thinking about all the good things God's done for you. You might be going through some hard times right now. Ain't nobody arguing about who's sad and who's, who's complaining or bad or whatever you're struggling with. That's all right. We're, we're in the flesh. But the good outweighs the bad. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad today? Amen. He's still good. He's still full of mercy and grace. We want to talk just a little bit about time to shine. Amen? It's time to shine. And it's time, if, it, if this world is getting darker and darker and darker every day, 
You see more things that are more open anymore now. People aren't hiding things no more. They used to do it out in corners. They used to do it out in alleys. You would, you would be afraid to go out in certain areas of town. Now it's wide open. You can go anywhere and see something, some of the most ungodliest things going on. People used to respect when they got around the different genders. If you was around a, a woman or a lady, you, you respected that. You wouldn't speak a certain way. You wouldn't act a certain way. You'd have better morals or a better character. People don't do that no more. They don't care who they're around. People would watch what they say around children. People don't care no more. They don't. They, they actually teach that now. People encourage that. And monkey see, monkey do. I tell you, they see it, and then it becomes the normal. The more you see things going on, it, it just all of a sudden it just becomes. That's the way it is. Everybody's doing it. Doesn't that sound like us when we were kids? Want to go somewhere with everybody else? Your mom would tell you no. Your dad would tell you no. Well, if everybody's doing it, Mom, well, if everybody was jumping off a bridge, would you do it too? No. Nah. Everybody's doing it. That's all right. Everybody can have it. Everybody was doing it when Noah was building an ark. Everybody was doing it. But eight souls, sometimes we that's what's going to bring us out of this place. That's why we can be a light. And I got good news for you. You don't got to be a very bright light. <laughs> Amen. You don't have to have very much wattage about you today. Amen. The darker it is, you can have some of the dimmest light. But, buddy, I'll tell you what, you're glad that you got a little bit of light when it's dark. Our electric just went out just a couple, couple days ago. Went out a couple times. Got up at 2 o'clock in the morning. All of a sudden, the air went off and light. Our clocks went off. Everything was off. And all of a sudden, it just got quiet. And that wakes you up because you're used to some of the noise. You get used to some things around. We jumped up and went in and got our trusty phones. Them things are always alive, ain't they? Got a little light built in. Things just got every, like a Boy Scout or something. Got everything attached to them things. Got our light off on it and seen what time it was and went around and found out. Uh, I don't know about you all, but we live out in the country. We always have flashlights, lanterns and stuff. You got to be ready. You got to be ready because the electric will go out. Water will go out. It's good to put water back. Man, it is good if you want to flush your commode. I mean, <laughs> it's good to have some water. Good if you want some coffee or something. That was funny because our water went out right before that too. So we was out without water and without electric for a little bit, camping inside the house. But I tell you, you could take a little bit of a light, strike a match, and you could see a little bit. I mean, it don't take much when it's pitch dark. And God encourages me with that all the time because sometimes I don't think I'm the brightest light in the box sometimes. And I'm glad though I don't have to be. Just a little bit of light in this dark world and people see things. They can see God in you. Amen. Time to shine. Amen. Talk a little bit about uh, Matthew. We're going to start with Matthew, Matthew starting with chapter 2, verse, starting with verse 1. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, boy, it's Christmas in July. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. How many knows that stars are out during the night? You can see stars really bright at nighttime, can't you? Amen. Some of them real bright, some not as bright, but some farther away and you can't see them too well. But still, the farthest ones away, you can see it with your naked eye. You can still see a light. You can still see a flicker in that dark, 
dark shadow out there. But these guys were searching for, for Christ. They were looking for Him. He, they were wise. Are you wise today, man? Are you looking for Him today? Amen. Are you groping around out of this darkness trying to find the light today? All you got to do is look for some light and you can find God today. Amen. We want to talk a little bit about a star. They followed a star. There was a sign given to them and they, they knew what they were looking for and they seen this sign appear in the sky so they started following after it. Not knowing where they were headed but they were going that direction and following that thing night after night after night. Have to travel in darkness. Doesn't that sound familiar for the church today? We're walking and groping around in darkness here today in this dark world that we're living in, but we're surrounded by light today. Hallelujah. What is a star? A star is a luminous ball of gas. That's a good place to put a joke in, isn't it? <laughs> I work with a lot of them. <laughs> a star is a luminous ball of gas, mostly hydrogen and helium, held together by its own gravity, Nuclear fission reactions in the core support the star against gravity and produce photons and heat, and as well as a small amount of heavier elements. The sun is the closest star to the earth. Think about that today. The sun being that star, knowing that that heats our planet, that gives us light to this planet. Our planet revolves around, and we're at the perfect distance from that thing to where it makes this thing go. God has placed it in a place and placed us in a place, just like he has this church, just like he has you today. You're at the right place at the right time. You're where you need to be right now. Amen. And God has got a plan for things, and his plans work together. But that light is shining, and we draw heat from that thing. If it wasn't for the sun... We wouldn't be here today, amen? Glad that God put that there. God used a light in the dark night sky to guide wise men to him. He's still got a light out there. We are the light today. John chapter 8 verse 12 says, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth after me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. You can have light today in your in your being today you can have light in your life today no matter where you're going no matter what you face and what you suffer through you can still be a light we all go through trials don't we we all suffer a lot of times people have sickness people have things happen in their life things that we it's, we can't explain it's not right it feels like in our eyes or our own understanding it just doesn't seem fair a lot of times but we're serving a just God today, amen, a merciful God. We forget oftentimes that we are the clay. We're nothing more than just a dirt ball, just a glorified dirt ball is all we are. And we think so highly of ourselves a lot of times, and we're, we're really nothing but just a little bit of dirt. And God chose to use this dirt. Aren't you glad today? Amen. I am glad today. He's not afraid to get his hands dirty today. I'm glad about that. Because what he pulled me out of before I came here, he had to get his hands dirty to pull me out of the mire. And I am thankful for that today. People in this world, they're dirty now. They're living a dirty lifestyle. The way, they, the way things are going on now in this world, they need a merciful God that's not afraid to get his hands dirty. He's willing to reach down. We need to be more like our Father today, amen? We need to be willing to reach out and not be afraid to get our hands dirty today, amen? Because we are His hands and we are His feet. Without 
the church, without God's people, things won't change. He's got a purpose for us today. It's more than just coming here and attending Wednesday nights and Sunday services. It's more than just coming and dancing and speaking in tongues. It's way more than that. That's just like the icing on the cake. That's just like French benefits for things. That's just a good thing for us to have and a blessing to have. But that's not what we're made to do. We're made to worship Him, sure. But God has got us to reach out to people. How, how are others going to be coming in? Our pastor can't do it all. He can't go to every house. He can't talk to everybody. We'll know people that he'll never know. He knows people that we'll never know. So we're the church. We are the example. We are the light. Like it or not, you're light wherever you may be. Amen? You are sixth and spruce. You are apostolic no matter where you go. They, they happen to find out that secret where you go. Amen? That's, that's what apostolic is anymore is what you're looking at. Isn't that something? Isn't that kind of, whoo, that is something. I had a thought, Lord, give me something one day. And there's so many different, very uh, different types of Bibles out. King James, New Advised and stuff. And he dropped the thought in my mind one time. It's like, what version are you? What version are you today? My goodness. What version are we today? We need to be God's version, that's for sure. Amen. Now, Jesus is the light inside, inside you and me, guiding all to him. We need to be that light today. We need to reach out to others. We need to kind of forget a lot of times it's not just about me no more. It's like, uh, think about Luke and Olivia where they got this little baby. Some of these other ones, some of these new parents, they have these children. It's not about them no more. <laughs> Ain't about you and your dogs no more. You got somebody more important than all of you now. Something that's taking over the whole house, can't even talk, can't even say nothing. All you can do is cry and just command things. Uh, need my diaper change right now. Need it and need it now. And that's what you got to do. You got to fix that thing. You got to make sure they're happy and, and take care of them. But God puts it in your heart to do that, doesn't he? he? He gives them unmerited favor in your eyes towards your children or towards any child, actually. And when you see these little ones, you want to be a blessing to them. You want to lift them up you want to protect them and keep them safe i think that's how we're geared at least at least god's people are yeah. <laughs> not the world but how god's people are going back to matthew chapter 5 starting with verse 14 he says "Ye are the light of the world and a city that is set on a hill cannot be hid are we hiding our message today are we hiding our light it's an easy thing to do when we're out amongst the darkness and we get around people that aren't like-minded like us are they it's easy to shine when you're in a house like this when you're when you're amongst other candles other light and people are fanning the flame people coming around you and just fanning that fire but it's a different story when you're outside in this dark world and working with people that don't believe like you believe don't believe in nothing they'll tell you or they're, they'll out just just down out tell you they don't they don't care. They, they're, they're ready to go where they think they're going to go. They think this is hell. Isn't that an awful thing, statement to say? People think that they're living in hell right now. Have no clue, not, not one inkling of what they're saying. But we need to be a light. We need to love people even when they're unlovable, just like God did us when we were like that. I think back, back when I was lost and didn't deserve anything, didn't care, was stupid and ignorant and 
I had no idea where I was heading and the path I was on, blinded and heading down to devil's hell and didn't even know it and really didn't care. Just trying to enjoy myself as I was journeying through the land. But God saw fit one day to put some light in my path. And I don't know about you, but light, when you're used to darkness, hurts your eyes. But I've come into this place before and it'd be bright outside and it'd be a little bit darker in here where they had the lights down. And you've got to adjust. Your eyes got to adjust to the darkness. And I'm afraid sometimes the world that we're living in, it's easy for Christians, for church people, to start getting used to the dark, to getting your eyes adjusted because you're around it so much and surrounded by it. And that's all you see on, on advertisements and on TV and all you hear on radio and all you hear anywhere is darkness. And you hear it so much it becomes the normal. It reminds me about a uh, place up in South Point, up there where I work. There's a lot of times if the wind is blowing a certain way, you can smell the South Point sewage plant. And it's not a pleasant smell. <laughs> it's not a good thing if, at you know, 6.30 in the morning. It's just not a good breath of fresh air. But people live up there, stay up there all the time. They get accustomed to that. And you get used to the smell. You get used to the filthy, stinking environment that you're in. And it's easy to do if you stay in a situation so long, you get used to that. And that becomes your normal. And then when you get around light, it, it irritates you. I know that when we were lost and we had people, light, God sent light to us, my wife was drawn to the light like a, like a moth to a flame. I was repelled. I didn't want no part of it because it hurt my eyes. It, it rubbed me the wrong way. But the more I was around it and finally gave in and started coming and started seeking out, then I was attracted to the light. And then the light started dwelling within me. And I'm glad about that today. Amen. Now I have an opportunity to be a light. So do you. Amen. He can fill you with the oil of gladness today. And you can just you don't have to know scriptures by heart. You don't need to be able to talk in tongues like anything else. You don't need to be able to dance or jump or anything, but you should be able to smile. Amen. You should be able to be kind. Amen. And you should have some joy about us. If we have that, people see that and they feel that and they want that. People need, they need joy and they need calmness. You can be around people that's going through turmoil and stuff and they can get around you and they'll calm down. It's because of the spirit that's inside you. It's a calming thing. It's a soothing thing. And it's a, it's a help. It's a balm to them. Amen. God can use you. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You don't got to walk around wearing a big cross on your neck or wearing a big shirt that says, I am for Jesus or anything else like it. You don't have to... Carry around a big billboard, our actions, our, the way we conduct ourselves, the way we are, where we go, and what we do. That is our billboard. Amen? That's what tells people who we are and what we are. Hallelujah. Our speech will betray us. Amen. 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 No matter where you go. I talk to a lot of people that, that go to churches. It's one thing to go to church. I, I encourage people, go. Yeah, go. Get something from church. Don't just go. Man, you can go to Burger King and not get a burger. You know, you need to, you need to get something if you go. You've got to get something from God. 
If, you, if you're going to take the time to get cleaned up and go somewhere, get something. There's too many people. They just go. They're churchgoers. That's all they do is they go, but they don't leave changed. They leave the same way they came in, broken, emptied, and disappointed, depressed, and going through everything else and not realizing that what they stepped into into this house is life-changing. I'm telling you here today, and I don't care how long you've been in, and I'm telling Brother Jerry this today. I've been walking with God for a long time. I need to get closer. I don't have to leave the way I came in today. Amen? I can leave different myself today. Hallelujah! But it's up to us to reach out and get it today and do it ourselves because God's a gentleman. He's not going to push himself on you. He won't. I want you to have the Holy Ghost a lot. I really do. I like to see everybody feel. But man, if you don't want it, he's not going to force himself on you. But you need it. You need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. People are afraid of that these days. Some people are. But I think a lot of it's just they don't understand. And you can be taught about the Holy Ghost today. Romans chapter 13 verse 11. And that knowing the time that now is, now it is high time to awake out of sleep. And for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. We've been on the road what 20 about 30 36 years 36 years good lord that's a lifetime wow 36 years and he's closer now than before i mean i've heard uh, i think it was brother shad mentioned about he's heard that jesus was coming when he was a little boy i'm sure all of us can say that can testify to that but i feel it more today than i have in 34 years I believe that more today than I did from the very first day that I came to the altar. That wasn't why I came to an altar. A lot of preachers, they'll preach and try to scare you into, into it. God loved me into it. He showed me that I was, that I was something worth saving, something worth dying for. Man, ain't, ain't that something? You was worth dying for. Hallelujah. He loves you that much. He laid down his life. He's got something for us today. And man, we, we don't, deserve it but we go by our feelings and we let our feelings hold us back well i messed up this week but you're gonna mess up tomorrow and the next day you're gonna mess up until he comes and gets you you're not perfect but when you fall you need to get up i mean that's that's what the word tells us you may fall seven times you got to get up seven times when you fall the big thing is is don't lay in water in it get up repent you've got to die out daily and change daily sometimes this old man here don't wants to die. Got to use some bigger nails on him sometimes and hammer harder, get some sledge in and sledgehammers and nail it down. But sometimes it'll, it'll pop right back out. So you just get to everyday battle. But the battle's up here. You may seem like you got everything under control, but in here you're raging crazy. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're thinking everything else, but God knows your heart. Ain't that scary? He knows exactly what you're thinking right now. Whew. That'd be a good time for an altar call. <laughs> he knows what we're thinking, but he still loves us. He doesn't cast us away. I'm glad of that today, amen. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Man, I got thinking about that. There's a message in that uh, armor of light. You've seen the old knights, 
you think about them, not the Ben Knights or Carlos Knights or nothing like that, but the Knights of the Round Table and those, those cats are wearing them big tin suits walking around, big three-piece tin suit, the tin man. And that was their protection. And I thought, armor of light. So if we get some light in us, that's going to be an armor for you. Think about that today. He said he would fill you with light. He is the light. And he's going to, he said, now we're the light of the world. Now we've got some kind of ar- the armor of light. So if you're walking in God's word and you're walking in the light, you're not walking in darkness no more. That armor is protecting you. It's keeping you out of harm's way. It's keeping you from going where you don't need to go. It's helping you to direct people where they need to go. Amen? Armor of light. That's worth studying out today. But every one of us have the armor of light. Think about that today. Amen. I'm going to study up on that. That's, man, that just jumps out. Armor of light. Hallelujah. Ephesians 5, verse 8. For ye were sometimes darkness. How many can relate to that today? Our darkness ain't that far behind us, is it? I don't care if you have been on the road 34 years. That darkness is like a dark shadow following you, brother. You get, when you stand in the light, there's another, there's another good message. When you're standing in the light, you're casting a shadow. And that, sh- that darkness is like a shadow following you. And it's easy for us to fall back into that, isn't it? It's easy for us to fall back into Egypt, Egypt what we come out of. I didn't have it this hard when I was out in, out in the world. You ever, you ever had thoughts like that? Somebody else, yeah, sure. So I just brother Jerry. Good. Starting to feel weird up here a little bit. I'm glad. I'm glad, I'm glad everybody else felt that way or something. It's easy. It's easy to fall back out of what you came out of. But God gives you power to overcome that. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, something that we must do. We gotta cast it off. I can't cast yours off. You can't cast mine off. You may have habits and things that you're struggling with, but that's something you gotta cast off. And I don't know about you, but if you've ever cast it off a heavy weight and you feel relieved you're able to walk better, do better, feel better once you got that weight, that burden that you was packing on you, once you cast that thing off from you, and it makes it better, but it's up to you to cast it off. Each and every one of us need to throw things down. And you know what it is between you and God. You don't need me. You don't need anybody to tell you what it is. You already know what you need to lay down. And God will show you. I'll share this with you. And I'm not... I'll share this with you. And I'm not saying anything about anybody because I don't know. I don't know who does what, where, when. And frankly, I don't care. (laughs) That way, it's just it is what it is. But when I first got in church, I smoked for a long time. Yeah, hard to believe. And I, was, I think I smoked like 10 years. I think she smoked after smoke. She got my secondhand smoke there for about 10 years. So might be why she's the way she is. I don't know. But there was times where that I didn't really realize how bad I was burdened down with that or bound down by that. There would be times that we would be coming through. And when we first got married, I think I worked at a gas station at that time. So things was tight. We lived off love a lot. Amen. And if we would need a loaf of bread or I need a pack of cigarettes, well, cigarettes would win out every time. And after she was married to me for a while, she would be willing to say, yeah, go get your cigarettes. <laughs> we'll, we'll do without bread until, until later. 
because it drives you nuts or crazy and you turn into somebody else when you don't have what you think you need. But you're in bondage. Well, God delivered me from that one night. And what it was, I'd have people tell me all the time, you need to quit. You need to quit. You need to quit. God's not happy with that. You need to stop. That's a sin. That's bad. And I don't know about you, but when I get told I'm doing something that's not right or something, just make me mad. I was young in the Lord, and it just make me all red-faced and vein-popping person. You know, who are you? Now, I'm going to start looking at what you're doing. Oh, you drink Mountain Dew? That's a sin. <laughs> so I'd start pulling out their sins. So we'd have sin fights. You know, we'd throw out whatever nights we'd throw, we'd throw it at each other. Whatever you're doing, you know, I'd counter it. So we'd go back and forth for a while. So then we'd each get mad and just cause more problems. But I knew deep in my heart that it was right because I had it in my heart that I wanted to quit. And I would tell people, the only way I can quit, I'd have to get hit by a cigarette truck. It'd have to kill me dead. That'd be the only way I'd ever be able to quit. Thank God I didn't have to go through that. The Lord dealt with me one night. We used to have watch night services at the church that we came out of. And I went up there one night in a watch night service, and I wanted a new start, so I laid my cigarettes down on the altar, them old nasty things, lighter and all. And I worked with a guy, and I was telling him about it. And old Jack gave me the hardest time. He smoked, and he he was bad on church. He, I'd go in, and I'd listen to gospel music, have the EMM on and listen to that. And he'd listen to that stuff, and all of a sudden, they'd, they'd start asking for offerings. And boy, next thing I know, he was spinning around on that bar stool seat, and he was getting, see what I tell you. I told you that's all they ever want. just money, 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 money. It's all they need. I said, Jack, I said, it ain't free to be on the air. You know that. If you've got an ad down there, go down there and get an ad and see how much how free it'll be for rich oil here or whatever. And it, it cost. But, buddy, he would get just, oh, he'd get piped and he'd walk out. But he smoked them camels. Buddy, I was telling him about how God was delivering me. I felt delivered because I was. I quit. I wasn't smoking. And I'd go in there and, and he'd sit down there and he said, He did, huh? I said, Yeah. Took him all away. Don't have no urge or nothing. He'd, Really? <laughs> Blow it right in my face. I mean, and just kept doing that over. And I'd have to walk away from him. Whew. But then, but then I gave in and I, I backslid. I fell right back into the darkness that I got delivered out of. And then I come up and then. When I came up the second time, the Lord, I did. I felt that that, that urge was taken away from me. But when I walked into it willingly after that, because I did. I mean, I, I walked right back into it. Well, that one's not going to hurt me. And then I, it, it, it caused a chain <laughs> reaction if you're a chain smoker. So I don't even know why I'm even telling this, but I just want to encourage somebody. Uh, the second time I went up and, and God told me, and you won't think God will talk to you. He will. He'll speak to you. I mean, he told me, I took it from you the first time. This time, you're going to have to work for it. And I had to work. I mean, I did. I, he helped me. He really did. If it wasn't for his help. But every time, every time I'd go to smoke, I'd ask him to help me. And, and he, he would beat me with this scripture. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Lord, I can't do it. And that scripture come right back to my head. You can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. I can't quit smoking, Lord. I can't do it. You can do all things through Christ which strengthens you. Man. Whack. Just beating me to death with that thing. So I started quoting that scripture. I'd quote it every time I had an urge. 
went and bought peppermint out the yin-yang and just eat, eat peppermint for the longest time, had to get delivered from it. <laughs> but it's, it, but he did, he helped me, and that's been, whew, 25, maybe 30 years, like it's been a long, it's been a lifetime ago, but he helped me with that, and he'll do it again. No matter what you're facing here today, if you need help, he can help you today. And he's willing to help you. And he wants to help you. Amen. Ephesians 5 and 8, I think I just talked about this for you, where sometimes darkness, because I started on this, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. You've got to remember, we're the example today. Well, it does aggravate me sometimes. <laughs> when I'm at work, I'm thinking, man, I am the example. I'm the pattern. I'm the standard. Isn't that scary sometimes when you walk into a place, you know, you're the standard. And man, we, we need to live up to that and own that and just grab the bull by the horns and live up to that. that that's right, I'm the standard today. Hallelujah. If you're going to go to heaven, you better start, you better start changing. Hallelujah. You ain't going to make it. Glory to God. I had a man tell me... I've worked with him for a long time, and buddy, he gave me so much grief when I was working for him, and I was young in the Lord, and I was zealous, in, and just tell him every time I'd come back to work Monday, these guys would get a Sunday school lesson. I mean, I just tell him about what happened at our church, and when we was going there, you'd lay hands on people, next thing you know, they were in the floor. We was one of them times when you laid, it like Benny Hinn popped in there, buddy. You'd lay your hands on them, and pop, you're down the floor, you went. We'd see some things happen in there. God started delivering people, started healing people, and started doing some miraculous things. And that was a common thing. It was. It was a common, that was the common atmosphere there when we were coming up in it. We were young. We didn't go to no kind of church. We didn't grow up in nothing. That was the first church we'd ever been in. I thought all churches done that. They don't. <laughs> they don't. And I tell you what, sometimes it's, it's a good thing to experience different things God can do anything. He can, he can get all over you, and you can just, you think speaking in tongues is something. You wait till it gets on you, and you find yourself over in a corner, and you don't know how you got there, and you're laying on, looking up at the ceiling, talking in tongues, and God's showing you things. Or somebody come in full of the devil, and you're laying, you're laying hands on them, or you're rebuking that thing, and that thing's walking by you, hissing at you, and, and starting to get out and come out of them people. I tell you what. Great things can happen here, but I'll tell you what, you need to be courageous, hallelujah, and be bold in the Lord and use that light God's given you, hallelujah, because if we don't, we'll get overtaken, amen, but we need to walk as children as light, First John 1 and 7, I'm just about, about there, but if we walk in the light, as he is the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, the Son, cleanses us from all sin. That's one way we know that we're right because we're walking as light. Psalms 119-105, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light. A light unto my path and a light unto my feet. We need to get into the word of God. We need to have it inside us. There's, it could be coming a day. I hope we never see it. I hope we're raptured out before that. But there's times coming where you won't be able to have the word of God. So it's so important to get it inside you. To know what it is, to, to try to memorize favorite scriptures, anything. You, you'll be amazed what you can learn and stick in you. Do sword, sword drills with your children if you have them. Amen. Good way to learn it yourself, to go over it with them. Hebrews 4 and 12. I want to end with this. 
For the, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. God knows. He knows what we're praying for. He knows why we're praying for it. He knows why you want that new Cadillac. <laughs> he knows. He knows why you want that new home or those new clothes. Or He knows our needs before we ask. And He's willing to help us. But we need to learn to trust Him. And sometimes we need to be content on exactly where we're at right now. And learn to be thankful and grateful. I've learned a long time ago, it helps me. If I take time in my lowest times, when I, when I feel like I'm at my rock bottom, rubbing my last two nickels together, wanting things that I can't get right now, but if I stop and start thanking God, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. He's good to me. He's good to me. I'd leave this world today. I couldn't say no more than He is good to me. Better to me than I deserve. Amen. And I'm glad about that today. He is. Matthew 2 and 10, they say, When they saw the star, talking about the wise men, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Think about that today. I want to leave you with a question. When was the last time the thing you are following caused you to rejoice with exceeding great joy. They were following a star. And when they saw it, they were excited. Exceeding great joy. They had joy overflowing. Who are you following tonight? Who's your leader tonight? You following the King of glory? You following the Christ today? Hallelujah. That should, that should stir our hearts today. That should give us joy in this land of heartache today. Hallelujah. And we should rejoice with exceeding great joy today. Amen. He's good. He's good to all of us today more than we all deserve. Why don't we stand tonight? Amen. Thanks for joining with us today. Be sure to check us out online at greaterfaith.church or find us on Facebook by searching My Greater Faith. There you can watch this sermon and others, as well as live stream all available services. If you like what you heard today, be sure to follow our podcast for new sermons and Bible studies as they become available. Greater Faith. Everyone's welcome. Nobody's perfect. And anything's possible. Music